So hi, Martin Norbury here, author of I Don't Work Fridays, ex-CEO and business mentor. And welcome to our podcast, High Frequency Fridays. You know, we're on a mission to help businesses survive and thrive uh, with the ultimate aim of helping people create a business that successfully runs whether they turn up or not. And today's guest is another amazing guest. It is Mr. Nick Howes. Welcome, Nick. Thank you, Martin. Hello, everyone. Good to be here. Good. So let me do a brief introduction and then Nick can add some of his own. Um, so Nick is actually MD of an organisation which is close to my heart called LMI UK. And LMI UK is part of a global leadership management organisation that's been going and developing leaders and managers for more than 50 years in 80 countries. It is a huge success. Nick joined that, the team actually in 2009 as an associate with someone else and then successfully moved up into a director. And, and this is the old Victor Kayam um, advert, if you remember, Nick. Loved it so much, he bought the company. Um, so, so Nick is now the MD of the UK. Uh, and that's, that's been how long, that, that Nick? A couple of years now? I keep saying it was just last year, but we, we sort of lost a year, didn't we? It was the middle of 2019. Wow, 2019. Wow. So, so what, yeah, LMI basically works with leaders and managers across the, the SME spectrum, as well as large corporates and charities and so on. Uh, and, and basically, it's a, a real personable, flexible style of helping clients achieve great results in accordance with their key goals. You know, I've known Nick for you know, 10 years now. And as I said, I, I was lucky enough to be working alongside him during my uh, LMI days. And for me, one of the massive reasons I'm excited about today is, you know, I, I love the whole LMI concept. You know, it, it was founded by a, a phenomenal person, uh, a sort of mentor of mine, even though I never actually met him. Unfortunately, he died about two years into my journey, I think it was, uh, Paul J. Mayer. And, and Paul's background, you know, he, he probably is, I'd say, Nick, the, the godfather, the grandfather, the, the creator, the god of personal development and leadership management. You know, some of his students have been incredible people that have gone on and, and educated millions and millions of others. So, you know, I'm so chuffed to have you here. Should we, should we crack on? Great, yeah, thank you. Yeah, it was incredible you telling the story a bit of uh, Paul J. Meyer. It's easy. He, he's not a super well-known character, certainly in the UK. But when you when you do talk to or you, you hear others that, that are really well-known, they say, oh, Paul J. Meyer had an, an influence. So I did one of his programmes and it changed my life. Go, wow. Yeah, absolutely. And, 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 you know, they, obviously now everything is online. Yeah, when, when I was part of LMI, there was a lot of... Um, uh, recording with obviously uh, CDs and things like that but when, you know when Paul started out it was all eight track as they called it wasn't yes. it where people so he created the whole concept of, of you know your, your own personal development which then Jim Rohn took on I think Jim Rohn was one of his pupils or something and obviously Tony Robbins was one of Jim Rohn's pupils and you know, there's, there's, it, the list goes on and on and on so uh, again you know welcome today I just need to let people know um, these podcasts have been done from a home environment so there may be the occasional uh, little noise of uh, little people running around and stuff like that but yeah the key thing is the message we're trying to pass over so so we're basing this on our, our scale model uh, and I, I say this every week but just so people are aware you know, scale is a little acronym that, that helps businesses grow and, and scale the s is all about what you know how you set up your business once you set it up you need to align it with the systems and the structure and the strategies and the, the people and the skill sets. And that's the C, which is congruence. 
once you're on that journey, we then have the A's, which are the alerts, the alarms. You know, are we going in the right direction? A lot of people call them KPIs, but I like to just think of them as, you know, what, what's the alert in your business and what's the alarm? Um, as we're on this journey, what lessons are we learning? Because if we don't learn our lessons, we just repeat the same things over and over again. And then E, how are we executing to, to, to get that done, to relearn, to go back and start the whole thing again? So that's what these are all about. So let's start off with our, our first one. Um, knowing what you know now, Nick, if you were setting up like this business today, uh, and I know LMI is incredible, you know, it gave me such a profound belief in that, that there is freedom and flexibility in routine, uh, which is one of our mantras in our business. What, what, what would you do first if you were setting up again today? That's a really good question. It's, it's a, a, yeah, a good one to ponder and think back to what have I learned? What would I do differently? I think the, the, the absolute beginning point would be, would be to spend more time than I did when I first got involved and, and in anything I've ever done really yeah. to say, where do I want this to go? Nice. What um, I, I sometimes use the, the analogy of, of getting in a taxi and the taxi driver says, first thing I say is where to? Yes. And if you just say, I'll oh, just drive, will you? <laughs> Get, take, you know, I, I just want to go somewhere. Yeah. And it's, it would be, they would look at you quizzical and think you've, you know, this, you've not really thought this through. <laughs> get out. This is going to cost you. The meter's running. Yeah. And so be, where do I want to get to? What does, what does success look like? And, and be really, really clear on that and, and spend a good amount of time what sort of people do we want to help how do we want to help them what's in our heart in terms of what we want to achieve nice and and the yeah to, to really clarify that sense of passion and purpose yeah nice because i think you know everybody and it <clears throat> i think small businesses never think of it this way is that yeah there's these words around isn't there like vision mission purpose values uh, objective strategy yeah, yeah all these sorts of things and what, what I've generally found is when you're on your journey and the momentum is moving, trying to go back and redo all those may be a bit too late because you may have gone past, you know, the, the point of no return in some ways. And you may have got to a certain point. That, oh, you know, and I've seen that with, with clients of mine that have opened up new centers or new sites or, you know, expanded and they haven't quite got that clear. And it hasn't worked out as well as it should because people on their journey didn't quite know where they were going. Right, <laughs> so yeah. actually they weren't pulling in the same direction, um, which, is, which is a big, you know, we, you, you hosted or you were sponsored recently of one of my um, all-time author heroes, uh, Jim Collins. He had a big event, I was going to say in London, but of course it wasn't in London. He was, he was in Denver in Colorado on, yes. a, on, a, on a stage or in a studio. Uh, and he talks about that a lot, isn't he? He talks about the, the map or the journey and uh, what, what's it going to look like. And uh, yeah, Stephen Covey, start with the end in mind. Mm. Uh, why do you think you, you said you would do that? What is it about that you didn't, you know, you said you spend more time on that. What, what, what are some of the lessons you've learned or some of the, the clues that you've or you, where you've got to that said, actually, I wish I had spent a little bit more time? I think the... Uh, the, the reflection over the years is how how much of what I've done personally and LMI is a, a global organization and, and, and this stuff generally has been done really well 
by LMI as a company and, and when it was set up by, yeah. by Paul J. Meyer. So I'm, I'm talking more my personal journey yes. within, within the organisation of how much time I spent doing things that if I look back on, I think if that had not happened, it wouldn't really have made any difference. Right. Oh, okay. So, Give so me some examples. This, that sounds really interesting. Yeah. So I, I'm thinking of, of low, where I started out, people say, oh, you must go networking. You must meet people in, in business. And right. so I went to all kinds of meetings and associations and joined all sorts of stuff, spent hours doing these things. Right. And some of which was really valuable. And I got good fairly quickly at saying, this is, this is useful and, and valuable. This isn't. Yeah. But, but you know, a chunk of hours right. spent doing that sort of thing. Uh, money spent on... Uh, yeah, joining things, belonging to to organisations, thinking, oh, this this all this will open up that great business opportunity. Right. Whereas realising if I was clear about what I was trying to do, and I spent half an hour on LinkedIn, oh, okay. making some good connections with exactly the right sort of people, and communicating with them in ways that were going to connect with them to explain how we could help, and making an invitation to them to come and have a look nice. at what we do. Yeah, and that paid off more than hundreds yeah. of hours of other stuff. And so this, what is it we're trying to build? How are we going to help people? Yeah. And then being really clear, what's the best way to do that? And there's a little bit, you know, like Jim Collins, bullets, then cannonballs. You, nice. you test stuff, you calibrate. So there'd always be a degree of experimentation. And I love it. I could sit in my chair all day having ideas. Yeah. <laughs> let's try this. Let's try that. So I have to rein that in a bit. But the let's let's strategically try stuff yeah and, and and find out what works and 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 then when you get good at something uh, and, and you know it works you know, load on that spend a lot of time on that so i think those kinds of things i think of of the same in my I've got three teenage kids nice and the, <laughs> nice, yes, nice uh, in the last few months obviously <laughs> yeah so that they're fairly self-sufficient except the fridge gets emptied in unbelievable time Right. Well, you do a, do a, you stock the fridge up with a, a weekly shop, and, and people cool. just descend and go, oh, there, I'll have some of that. <laughs> so that, that's been, but it's uh, not not too hands on. But but even in so relationship with with my kids, yeah, yeah there. If I if I think about it, what do I want from this relationship? How do I want to build that? And then do those things, yeah, rather than spend time and and doing things that don't necessarily help. Or I respond in ways that that aren't particularly helpful to. Uh, yeah, I I realise I can't just tell them stuff anymore. I have to be a bit more thoughtful about yeah, what no, I, I do I, and, I, and in, interact and coach and build relationships and things. But for example, with my youngest son who's thirteen, going out for a bike ride for an hour and a half is one of the best things I can do in a week. Nice. And, and when I realise that, because that gets me, then, then do that. Yeah. <laughs> Rather than all the other stuff, or certainly not at the expense of all the others, or uh, don't do the other stuff at the expense of the most important things. And, and that's a, a core thing with LMI, with beginning our leadership development process with personal productivity. Yes. Yeah, and, very nice. And, and getting really good at what you do. I remember the first time I went through that myself back in 2009, I went to a friend of mine who was leading in a, in a non-profit organization and I, I can't remember, I don't think I literally, but I almost literally grabbed him by the collar, shook him and said, ah, oh, I found something. If we'd had this 10 years ago, nice. it would have saved us so much wasted time and effort because we were, we were visionary and excited about changing the world, but we just weren't very good at implementation. So it's this, yeah, 
think thinking clearly about what what's going to work what's going to be helpful and, and introducing that so going back to what would i do at the beginning yeah is, is setting up and I'm, I'm much better at that now and it's, it's something we help our clients with a lot is systemizing the planning and thinking process lovely so that it happens lovely. daily it happens weekly it happens monthly it happens quarterly and it's set up it happens i know this is very much in your wheelhouse of, of stuff you love to yeah absolutely people is, is I, I can't just miss it one month and go oh, i didn't really get to review the previous month and set up the next one with a bit of planning it just happened uh, and then i realized halfway through oh, i wasn't getting so much done of course <laughs> so it's this be really rigorous yeah well it's, it's, it's amazing systems. you say that because our our model is basically is, is straight you know, we, we call it fix build sell and under fix there's foundations execution optimize but the first thing in foundations and i was on a call with a new client yesterday and it's husband and wife team they've been running their business for, for 20 odd years they're coming up to you know mid 60s in the next five years or something and I just asked the question, like, what, what, why are you doing this? What are you doing this for? What do you want out of this? Because our, our first step is what we call the life plan. Yeah, what do you want your business to deliver to you and your family as part of having a business? And, and I think the trouble is, is we get, you know, people start a business and they, they rush like you did, rush into it, start doing everything you should do, do become maybe efficient and not effective, which I know is an LMI concept i you're you're doing the you're doing things better but you're doing the wrong things in the first place which yep. is which is incredible and you know me asking them that one question they just looked at each other and went we've never been asked that before hmm. i was like that's fine i said it's not a problem but when i explained to them that 90 i think it's 96.3 percent or something like that of businesses never get past a certain stage and there are at least you know five six million businesses in the uk yeah, one of my biggest challenges for the last 10, 11 years of doing this is why is that? Hmm. Yeah. How comes most people get O levels and, and CSEs or GCSEs and A levels or whatever they're called nowadays? But most business owners, like an overriding percentage, never get past a certain point. And I think you've hit the nail on the head. It's because they don't know what that point is. Yeah. <laughs> they absolutely have never planned it. And if they had planned it, a bit, bit like a marathon, as long as they kept going and understanding what they were doing and putting one foot in front of the other, they would get there. And that's why I'm so excited working with uh, clients is because I'm, I'm unveiling that in some ways, which LMI does beautifully. I must admit, it really does as far as the, the I think that there was four, you have to test my knowledge here, Nick. There was four levels of what we called personal lead, uh, leadership. And yes. it was personal productivity and personal leadership, wasn't it? Yes. And then there was, like for a business, there was um, um, strategic leadership. Yep. Is it motivational? Or motivational leadership, yeah, four marks. Yeah. So, because, well, and the reason I haven't actively promoted or been involved with LMI from a, a business perspective for a, a long time now, but the reason it sticks there is because it's so obvious hmm. and so logical. And what Paul J. Mayer did is he made things seem so common sense that you did them, but the impact was so exponentially more than you could ever have imagined from my perspective anyway. Yes, certainly. And, and that stage by stage, step by step process way yes. of thinking is, is so good because it it means that. So, for example, the, the setting goals, you set some, some yep. general sense of direction and purpose, but then you're setting goals towards achieving what you want you're renewing those goals you're setting stretch goals to, yeah. to how do we improve 
and then you keep doing the same things that got you to where you are you repeat them to to take you further and it's yes. it's it's things that mean that you you won't plateau because yeah. you're always setting up you'll remember this we, we get people to set a, a business goal and a personal goal every week every week yeah and i love that because it's it's something this week that's going to take me further than i was previously you know, yeah and that and might one, be one simple habit hmm. done every day every week for years 104 different personal and business goals yes you think what, what where, where you're like you know, i'm i'm going to write that down again because you know what it's one of those things you do something and you do it really well and then you stop doing it for whatever reason. It becomes non-habit. And then you realise, why the, did I stop doing that? It was yep. so good. One personal goal, one business goal a week, off you go. Now, you know, I obviously look at the, the, the business goals a lot, but the personal goals have probably faded a little bit out of my um, out of my um, routine. And that, thank you for that. I'm just going to reintroduce that. Um, there you go. So and I encourage everybody else to do that. So. So we set up our business. We have planned for the future. We have sort of, um, as I call it, get got into our DeLorean, whisked off to the future, gone, oh, I like this, come back and mapped out a way of doing that uh, in a way. So once you've done that and you might have yourself, your family, your team, uh, things around you, how do you align everything to achieve that, you know, that one thing that you're looking to do? What, what sort, sort of practical things can you do okay in 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 the, in the idea of, of aligning it has to be step by step rather than trying to think and i see this a lot and and we 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 have a lot of conversations with our clients about this where they've got this tremendous sense of, of vision and purpose and yeah the, this is this is what great looks like this is where we're headed and, and then they're trying to plan their day going what do i do that that aligns with that Right. Okay, that's too hard. Too, yes. too much. You need some stages in between. Nice. Okay. And so, so you've got your big picture. Yeah. Your stuff. This is these are our values we want. Is that to is that by. like a, like a three year goal or something? Is that something like yeah, that? Yeah. Well, it's it. I just like to call it big picture, and that encompasses okay. purpose, values, mission, um, yeah, uh, okay. vision, all those things. So the, the sense of if if you're if you were taking a a derelict property out in the countryside. Nice. And it's completely run down. And you'd start to say, now, what's this for? And you'd start to dream about what you want to do with this property. And, yeah. and depending on, you know, is it, is it a country retreat, quiet away? Is it a party venue? Right. And, you know, what's the purpose? What's our, it's all of that big So everything you stuff. at the end means that you have to start the journey differently because you have a di different end result. Yeah, I like yeah. that. So you, you decide what you want. This is the big picture stuff. Um, and, and then the next stage down is what we call a master goals list. Okay. And on that master goals list, you put everything that's going to help that big picture become a reality. Oh, okay. So yeah. uh, I've got this, this top level stuff, but then I'm starting to think, actually, if we want it to be, you know, we're going to have big parties here. I need to soundproof the, the basement. I need nice. to, okay. you know, I need to create a moat around the, the duck pot, what, you know, all those sorts of things. And, and from a team point of view, leading a business, if people understand the big picture, you can get everybody contributing to that master goals list. Yeah. And, and it will be separated into different aspects of the business, different projects, for example. Um, however, if again, if you try and run off that, it's too much. Right. So you need to come down a next level. And, and so, for example, a monthly plan no, that okay. says this is in, in March 2021. This is this is what we're going for. These are our priority goals. And, and those they might be you know, three key priority goals that 
you know, will be the same for the, the whole of this year, or it might be a three month period. Of six, yeah, it doesn't matter. But you're, and, and there's a lot of flexibility. I like that what you said earlier, you know, routine with flexibility. Yeah, freedom and routine. Yeah, freedom yeah. and routine, yeah. Sure. But finding a way that you do the same way all the time that, that enables you to say, right now, what in this time space period, what am I actually working on? What are our priorities? Yeah. And what activity? is going to help us achieve those priorities to, to accomplish those goals. And then, so from this monthly plan, that becomes a, a check-in every single day. Yeah. Uh, again, love these routines, things you can keep on doing. I like to call it 10 magic minutes. Okay. 10 magic minutes at the beginning of every day and also at the end of the day to, to review, set up the next day, reviewing that monthly plan to say, what am I going to do today? nice and it's it's things like what must i do what absolutely am i committed to doing today either because i've promised somebody i'll do it or it's helping move something further forward towards one of our key goals and then some nice to do stuff if i get that done that's where i'll go next and so there's a a system for your day planning but and there's a there's a system for your 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 big picture stuff but you've got to have some connected steps that's that's the key isn't it the connection Hmm. because you know i i hear a lot of businesses say hey we need to you know again let's go large you know we need to earn another three million this year we need to earn another 30 grand this year or three grand this year it doesn't Hmm. matter what the number is And, and and they tell that to their team and their team go huh well, yeah. you know, they've got to connect the dots. And, and, yep. and to me, is what do you have to do to connect those dots? Well, as the leader of a business, you've got to make it simple. You've got to make it that people understand how they contribute. I was really fortunate enough with, with the company that I took over that was sort of losing quarter of a million a month. Um, one of our missions was to have staff and it was the staff that gave us this mission. So when you talked about setup earlier and about getting them involved, that they were the ones that said, yeah, we want to, based on our location and based on, on the, the, the salary package, we want this to be our chosen employment area. And we went, oh, how, how, do, we, how, how do we validate that? So we had a mission and that, that was the mission. And we validated that through something called Investors in People. Okay. Uh, not as a badge on the wall or as a marketing thing, but because one of the key questions investors in people, because it interviews 25% of your workforce, is if you don't do what you do, what's the impact on the, on the higher level of the business? Okay, great question. What a great question. Yeah. And, and, and if, if your staff can't answer that, then what, what investors in people are saying is they don't know why they're here. They only got, they're here for a job, but they don't know what they're contributing. And more importantly, if they don't do what they do, what they're not contributing to it. And I I just love that as a concept, because I thought, God, if I've got, and you know, towards the end, we had over 600 people or something. If I've got that many people all aligned, knowing what we're trying to achieve, contributing to it, owning it and helping drive it, that's a pretty powerful machine that we're driving. Yeah. And, and the, the converse of that is, and, and there's lots of research that backs this up, the amount of time people spend on activity that isn't achieving any goal or objective for which yeah. their job exists, you know, is it's huge. Oh, yeah. And therefore, people that can't answer that question, here's what, why what I'm doing matters today. Yes. Rather than just getting on. It's like getting in the taxi, that illustration yeah. earlier, and just driving. Yeah, I'm just going. I'm really busy. I'm just doing stuff. Taxi driver, just drive, cover yeah. ground. 
clock up the miles, but yeah. what for and in what direction, then then people become busy without necessarily achieving uh, important things. Yeah, and, and it's you know that's, that's a huge crisis in the workplace at the moment. I think, and the UK scores particularly badly at this, where people are feeling stressed, overworked, unproductive, frustrated. Yeah. Well, they're disenfranchised, aren't they, really? Yep. I remember at LMI when we, we did a lot of research, and I, I think I presented at one of the big um, HR events to a group of, um, uh, you know, to a group of leaders. And one of the researchers saying that you know, people generally in employment are craving to be part of something. Actually, so you, you, you said to us, uh, it must be about four or five years ago, and I'd forgotten this phrase in LMI, and we adopted it straight into our business, and to our clients and it was people need someone to believe in something to believe in and someone to believe in them that was it yes. isn't is that an LMI yes. phrase yeah exactly that exactly, exactly that. that and, and you know, I tell my client and you know when I say that now I still get a bit of a shiver because if you can have a business that's got that as a heart of what it does as well as systems and processes and everything else and you've got a, a group of people that you know like the you know, the, the war veterans like that, that would die for the cause. I'm going a bit dr dramatic yep. there, but there's nothing that that business can't achieve. Yeah, and, and so so critical at the moment, Martin, because in, in a world where lots of the discussion is around, will we bring people back into offices and premises? Yeah. Will we? Yeah, you know, and, and the we can't monitor them as as well when they're working remotely and all these things. If if you answer those questions, we, you know these these people believe in what they're doing. Yeah. They they believe in the leader that they're working with. Yes, and they they have they feel believed in that yes, their absolutely. leaders are believing in them. Then you know, trust and yeah, trust and and enthusiasm for the work, discretionary effort, all those absolutely. things that people crave. You know, will be will be tipped off. And it's not you know it, it, you can go on a hundred thousand management courses, can't you? You can learn about crisis management and delegation, all that side of it. But you you believe in someone that probably might might throughout their life has not many people, even their parents or guardians, believed in them to the level that you could, and you give them a chance. I, I think human nature, the way it is, you start to melt them in a way that, that they they become part of the race. They become part of society for a lot of people. I see that with my football coaching, uh, and not necessarily with our team, but with lots of other teams around. But, the, you know, the coach is there 100% for those kids. And some of those kids, it's the safest they will feel that week, mm. being yep. honest. Um, there's no, you know, they've got people that believe in them, they've got friends around them, everyone's working together because it's a team environment. And the coaches, the good ones, they absolutely believe in those kids. And, and those kids will be for maybe an hour or two hours that week, a very, very different person. And then they'll go home or back to their old school or their school and they'll get indoctrinated back into that way of life. And if we can just, you know, again, this isn't a mission, but we can just have businesses that believe more in that. I think that one is that businesses will be more successful and two, society will be. Yeah. Generally. Yeah, absolutely. It's 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 great that businesses grow and flourish, but yeah, changing the world is... Oh, God, yeah. You know, it, 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 it's a cliche, but it's 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 what, you know, what we're all about. Of, of yeah. Can we improve somebody's world so they go home happier yeah and, and this is this has certainly been something i've i've carried for a long time is is this idea that if you're somebody's boss at work 
you become one of the most influential people in their life. Absolutely. They're probably one of the four or five most influential people with the ability to make them happier or less happy. Yeah. Fulfilled and, and excited about life or, or not, you know, squashed and frustrated yeah. and just trudging. And, and the, the difference, if you can empower them with positivity with with a sense of purpose and enjoyment in what they do that has an impact on their family their community their yeah, yeah their, it goes on and on doesn't it that's yeah. the thing is it spreads out you know like a virus not 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 a bad but you mm. know if, if if you look a year ago really none of us knew about this blessed thing i, I had my um a jab last night so i'm feeling a little bit um a little bit um uh, heady and stuff along those lines but a year later, the whole world, the whole world, I doubt there's anybody on this planet, it's, it must be the biggest marketed thing ever, knows exactly what's going on mm. there. So a, a, a bad thing can spread that quickly. So why can't a good thing spread that quickly? Um, so there is, there is opportunities for that. I just bring, bring it back to when I joined LMI, because uh, as you know, I, we, we lost, um, lost our daughter Lou, and I wanted something that, that, in some ways I could be brain dead for. And when I mean brain dead, it means I wanted to follow a system that worked that I could throw myself into. And when I spoke to one of the leaders out in Canada, he said, you know, it was very sweet. He said, Martin, you, you sound like an intelligent chap, but can I ask you to leave your intelligence at home and just do what we tell you? Cause it works. And, and the biggest impact for me was, uh, uh, it was a sheet in a book and it was basically the weekly diary of an LMIR. Right. And it was what you do from like when you wake up to when you go to bed. And I hate this. I hated systems at that time. I, I, I lived in a well from a business. I love them. But from a fr freedom, you know, personally, I, I like a bit of chaos in my life. But at this point in time, I wanted to have something. Somebody just say, Martin, do this. And, and you know, and the reason I remember it because Sunday was called. No, Saturday was called Honeydew. Remember that? No, I don't remember this one. Tell me more you about remember. this. It was basically the, the time planner. It was basically, okay. you know, how you plan. But on Saturday, it was this thing called honeydew. And I'm like, what is a honeydew? It's an American Midwest expression, apparently. It says you do what your honey wants you to. <laughs> Great. So it's like you put up your shelves. You do, you know, and it, yes. it was, it's just a weird expression, but it was put on this thing. But that, that life plan or that time plan yeah. has formed a large part of how we help mm. our clients. Because we say to them, look, you know, if you want to earn, you know, here's your life plan. And, you know, let's say you, you, you want to earn you know, 10 grand a month. So how does your business need to do that? And you work out all that, like you said, all the, 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 the annual, the, the quarterly, the monthly, the weekly things that you need to do. And you put them into some kind of routine system. So it becomes habit forming. And I'm sure we'll talk about that later. Uh, space repetition, you do it over and over and over again. And by just turning up and doing what it tells you to, you get the result. And that's what that guy in Canada taught me. He said, leave your intelligence at home and just do what we ask you to. You'll get a result. And for the you know the few years I was involved in LMI as a business until I, I really wanted to run my own IP stuff and things like that. It's just me as a, a person. I did really well. You know, I, I sold quite a few programs. I had lots of uh, bigger companies, a lot from my old industry. But it's because I did what they told mm -hmm. me to. Um, yep. And it was going back to that. You know, how would you align that? It was, as you said, right at the beginning, from the big idea, drill it down, connect the dots, make it into small activities and do the work. Sure. Yeah, if you if you it's it's 
it makes sense in everything, doesn't it? Yeah. Uh, Land Rover don't don't show up one day and go, we might make this differently today. No, <laughs> it's it's we know this works, so let's follow the system. I like the idea of if if I can systemize stuff that I don't have to think about, then it gives me more capacity to to bring my best to the stuff I do have to think about. So if yes. I can systemize the thing that gets me to have the right meetings with the right people. And I can concentrate on that connection, that relationship, listening to that person and, and all that sort of thing, rather than waking up in the morning going, how do I get those meetings? Yeah, for example. And so it's, absolutely it's, right. It's, it, you know, it's in the diary. You just got to fill the, yeah. the people into it, haven't you? Sure. It's, it's a bit like nobody ever decides I'm going to I'm going to keep my toothbrush somewhere else no. this week. No. Just because it'll be fun to go looking for it in the morning. <laughs> it's it's in the same place. You show up, you do that, your teeth get brushed. You didn't have to think about it. Absolutely. So you can spend your efforts and energy on the things that, that you need to be brilliant at and you need yeah. to bring your creativity to. I, I always wondered why people like Bill Gates and Mark Zuckerberg, I can't believe I'm actually going to tell people this, but why they always wore the same T-shirts and jeans. And then um, over, I think it was just before Christmas, I had to refresh my sock pant drawer and get you know and i found a certain brand that had monday to sunday socks and pants so i bought them oh my god it's such a revelation in your life when you wake up in the morning not having to think at that base level what to put on just they're there in front of you well, life transforming revelation friday you know it's friday it's red so you know friday's red for me and it's just it, it, but it does it means you don't have to think about like you say other things yeah a great great example we had going back a few years when all of our kids were at uh, primary school you gathered they're all quite close together so yeah was, uh, one in one year one the year below and then a two-year gap and, and they were all at the same primary school and so uh, boys and girls were pretty much the same uniform which was a a red jumper a white polo shirt and gray trousers nice and yep. because the size they were they were not that different in size so there was these three sets of clothes trying oh to be sorted out in the morning at school it was chaos yes <laughs> vividly remember my older son wearing younger son's trousers and about to leave the door with trousers up to his you know halfway up his shins nice. and it was Love a bun it. fight you've got where's mine you've got this that. And, and then we and my wife brilliantly came up with this simple system just said right we'll, we'll put three piles of clothes out the night before and, and in the same place each day. So each child just has to get Go up to and pile. pick up their own pile. And yeah. the amount of stress that <laughs> that eliminated in the mornings was crazy. And then as they get older, they could do the pile themselves the night yeah. before rather than us having to do it. And then eventually they take full control of it. But they've learned something about eliminating some of that. Oh, where's this going? Yeah, it's, 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 you know, and again, I don't know where expression came from. It's, you know, don't make business simpler. Make it simple. Yes. Yeah, that's the key. You just have to make everything simple, how to buy from you, how to deliver, how to order. You know, everything you have to make simple. Because if you make it complex, then people don't don't just don't generally get it on that side. Yep. Perfect. So we've set ourselves up and we've aligned ourselves. We've gone through this, this drilling down, this connecting the dots and so on. So we're now sort of on this journey. We've got some people with us potentially, as, as Mr. Collins would say, they're, they're on the bus. We're yep. off, off and running. So... How do you measure the success to keep you on track? Great question. I like that. The uh, let me tell you the the four foundations that we we talk about. Okay, yeah, are. please. And, do. and the fourth one is all about that measurement and and, and creating the environment. So the, the measurement for me is, is of course it's tangible results. We want to yes. know how we're doing, 
Yes. But we also want to create an environment that's a good environment that that, that causes us to feel excited about doing the next thing. Yeah. So uh, first foundation is all about direction, the, the, the where to taxi driver thing. Second yes. foundation is about purpose. Why does this matter? Okay. And so thinking about benefits to be gained, losses to be avoided. Yes. What, what is it that, that this is worth doing because? Mm-hmm. And so a really crucial line I think everybody can be uh, can can benefit from using is this is important because yeah. dot, dot, dot. And whether I'm talking to myself, talking to a team member, talking to one of my kids, if I can yeah. explain, articulate why this matters. So where we're going, why that matters. The third one is all about systemization through repetition okay. and conditioning. Yeah. So that we think and behave correctly in yes. order to achieve the goal that we've set. And then the fourth one is progress and victories. Nice. Okay. Uh, like uh, that. Or, or, or in, in LMI speak, the slight edge. Okay. It's the looking for and celebrating 1%. And so in everything we do, we're always looking for what, what progress has been achieved. And that can be as simple as a, as a 1 to 31 day tick chart. Okay. It says, I'm going to do five sit-ups every morning. And I've got a tick chart that says I've done them yeah. at this many days. And I can see it can be a, 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 a P&L finances it can okay. be this is how many phone calls i was gonna say that's one of my ones phone calls yeah. made a day yeah yeah whatever and then it's the it's the uh, the routine of celebrating progress and victories yeah so you know if i was trying to sell a hundred units of something uh, and i was currently on 10 I'm only 10% of where I want to be. This is, this is terrible. It's easy to go. And and, and human nature is such that we often go, I'm so far away. This is, this is rubbish. But the day I get from 10 to 11, that's progress. Yeah. And and so (laughs) one of the core concepts uh, with LMI that Paul J. Meyer set up was, was progress. Success is, is goal directed action. Any progress towards a worthwhile goal that's success so i've gone from 10 to 11 that's success this is this is great and so i'm not only going to look for the small victories the the small amounts of progress i'm also going to celebrate them so so how do you measure in 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 all manner of different ways you can look for and celebrate progress and victories even down to i i was uh, in a long conversation with it with a group that i'm working with yesterday about this of have you have you got your progress and victories log and is it something you you add to every single day yeah you know, whether that's a good conversation i was more patient with one of my family or i was uh, i was more proactive than i i was i procrastinated less on this phone call that i needed to make or whatever as well as on all the other accounts that, that gets added to every day that creates the environment that says ah oh, Today's been a successful day. Yeah. Can't wait for tomorrow. Yeah. And what that log does, that measurement, is it tells me what was it I did today that led to that victory? Because I should do more of that. It gives so, you clues, doesn't it? Yeah. Helps me organize my time better and my activity and all that sort of thing. So so this fourth foundation of, of progress and victories or the slight edge. Well, I like that. A really, really important one. Yeah. And, and, and I think from... Um, yeah, going back to how, how we do it, once we've got um, business owners to understand what an end goal could, and of course, an end goal doesn't have to be like the Jim Collins, the, the, the big, hairy, audacious goal. An end goal could be, well, we've never done this before. My, my, my mental muscle of goal setting, for example, is as weak as it possibly could be because I've never done it before. 
So I'm just going to set a goal where I think I might be or could be in the next six months. And of course, the more you use that muscle, the more you go, actually, I can go further. I can't remember who said it, but most people overestimate what they can do in a week and underestimate what they can do in three years because the mental muscle hasn't been formed yet. And if we really thought about it, we could do so much more. But having something which is a little bit of a laid out and then drilling back and then measuring those successes towards it is absolutely the way to go. And I I learned this big mistake uh, in a business where what you call um, you manage by exception. Because if you manage by rule, as in everything that goes right, then technically you're looking at things that go right in a management way, which is, which is a time, you know, why do you look at things that go right? So we had a business that we, we called exception management. We were able to laser down on things that went wrong and fix them. But I noticed, and so did a lot of the team, that once we went into this exception management routine, we realized the business started getting very negative. Okay. Because it was focused on things that went wrong all the time and we're like oh my god and, and it was just one of those how's that happened what what uh, you know and it's because we were looking at things that go wrong in a negative way rather than looking at things that go wrong in a positive way because saying hey we found something that's gone wrong let's celebrate we found it let's celebrate the fact we can change it let's celebrate the fact that it's going to improve the business well hey and, and it yeah again through my you know, 10 years journey in that large organization, those were some of the key points that I, I absolutely remember is that measuring just numbers sometimes is, you know, is that you, you, numbers do give you empirical evidence, but sometimes you have to measure other things as well, however you can. Uh, you know, they say you can't met, there's some things you can't measure. Well, I think you can measure everything if you ask the question on the output. Sure. Even if the measurement is just, how did I feel about this today? Yes. Yesterday it was a three. Today it's a three point exactly. five. Exactly. Yeah, exactly that. Exactly yeah. that. And and people go, oh, yeah, but how? How? Well, because and, and I can't remember who taught, taught me this. Um, but I was talking uh, talking about measurements before, and, and and you know, how do we know what good or bad is? And someone said, well. When you get, you know, what, what, what do you drive? And I told them, they said, oh, it was an automatic manual. I said, it was a manual at the time it was. And they said, well, next time you get into your car and change gear, give yourself a rating on zero to five of how good and smooth that gear change was. And I'm like, are you mad? Then I just try it. And then tell me what happened afterwards. Oh, okay. So I did. I changed my gear and I went, oh. Now he hadn't told me how I measured five and how I measured zero, but he just said, you know, and intuitively, I went, oh, that was about a three. That wasn't, you know, it wasn't as smooth. Yeah. The clutch was a little bit stiff. Uh, the hand was a little bit racy, a little bit of a crunch there. And he said, what happened next? And I said, I made it better. There was a game inside me that went, oh, I need to get to a four now. And in, in, instinctively, I knew how to do that. And that's the key with these measures of life, isn't it? You know, how happy are you? I don't know, what do you classify as that? Well, just how, well, you know, I've been ecstatically happy in my life. I've been ecstatically, you know, really sad in my life. So I'm a probably, you know, seven. That's my, that's my judgment, my call, which means I know what an eight or a nine or a 10 is or a six or five and four and three is. Yep. And I think that's why, uh, uh, you know, we call them alerts or alarms. Alerts are pre-warnings. Alarms are, you know, <laughs> the alarm's gone off. We should have been out of bed by now type of thing. That's the post-warning. Leads and lags or however, however we want to call them. But without those, we can go off on all sorts of weird directions, I think. And yes. I think the, the danger with any journey, going back to your taxi thing, 
is if we said taxi driver take me to the tower of london um and then and you, you think oh it's like a 20 minute journey and an hour later you're still nowhere near there guess what there's an alert for you yes it, interesting i think there's there's something about the way that, that human beings operate that we love to be able to see this sense of progress again yes. and without it we, we really missed something yeah I, i've reflected on this a few times when making a long journey that i know the way yeah that i still watch the the sat nav particularly on the miles thing yeah. and, and you know mentally clocking off every 10 miles i was doing a, quite a bit of work up in lancashire year before last and it was a 300 mile journey yeah and i would watch i would i would then over time get to know the the milestones or well, there's 50 miles there's 100 miles you know there's, yeah. there's, this is halfway there's 60 miles left and that sense of being able to measure progress and it's being so aware key, of it isn't it was 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 great and it, I, I realized that was quite important in terms of the, the the how the journey felt and you know perhaps a little reward stop for a coffee when i get to 200 yeah. miles that sort of thing but, but you wouldn't stop if you were late and you're no. behind the schedule, would you? Yeah. And that, that, that's the thing that you do. You know, again, one of the things, and, and you know, nothing that we do, I'm sure, was invented by us. But when you put things together in a certain way, you come up with your own philosophies of how things work. And one of the, the overriding messages I say to people is, and it could be an LMI concept, I don't know, but knowing things aren't working or knowing things are working is okay because you can fix them. Not yes. knowing at all is the worst position to be in. Yes. Is that LMI? Um, I, I don't think it's specifically an LMI. I'm sure it would crop up somewhere in, yes. in one of the lessons. Yet, but it's uh, yeah, it's a very wise bit of... Uh... Yes, and if you're in the, in the forest and you know you're lost, but you know where, where you're going the wrong direction, you can do something about it. I and mean, if yep. you're going the right direction, you're great. But if you're absolutely lost, then that's when panic sets in. And I think that's why, for me, alerts are so important. We... we we link alerts with our alignment a lot in our business with our congruence, because actually when we've worked out, you know, so Jackie and I have a life plan. It's a, it's actually a 10 year plan. When the kids get to a certain age, we've got lots of be haves and do's on there. You know, want to be this, want to have this, want to do this. Uh, the kids have contributed to it. And then we drill that back because nothing is free in this world. We drill that back into a financial model. We've reverse engineered that into our business. This is the model we do with our clients into our business and then we reversed all of that based on what you said at the beginning down into activities on a weekly basis yep. daily basis great but the great thing about having that is that i need to have like three discovery calls a week so my diary shows three discovery calls and they're all on the set time they're all like one o'clock till two o'clock monday tuesday thursday uh, they're always there and when i look in my diary going forward it's on on my screen if it's empty there's a warning there's an alert you know, if it's full, I'm okay. And, and at yep. the end of every month, I just say, well, how many did I get? Because if I get my three and get my one or, or, or two even sales from that, life is good. Yes. Uh, and, and if I only get zero, life is good because I'm still learning, which I will come on to in a minute. But if they weren't in my diary in the first place, um, then I and I didn't know I needed them, then the chance of getting to my destination are pretty zero. Again, coming back to your man in the taxi uh if i was said to you hey nick we're going to meet in london next week see you there put the phone down the chance of you getting there is zero well actually the chance is there is a chance we could bump into each other in london but if i said hey meet you at mcdonald's piccadilly circus friday 10 o'clock in the morning we would meet each other i'd say i'm not meeting you at mcdonald's no, <laughs> <laughs> no, no but, 
But actually, the specificity of it yes. means that if we deliver that, we get to the right result. Whereas yep. if you don't, have, and that's why alerts and alarms for me are, are so important. So, so again, we just re, we we set the business up. We know where we're going. Everything's aligned. We've drilled it all out, and we know we're on that journey now, and we're measuring the outcomes. And, and the next part to me is the bit I fo focus on more with all my clients than probably anything else, because I think it's why businesses stay stuck where they are. And it's what are we learning that's going to make us change that direction? What, 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 what are we doing in our business? And we call it the lessons learned, but what are we doing in our business that's either working or not working that we should either do more of or do less of or completely change it based on the alerts and the alarms. And the challenge for that, it's so foreign it comes back to my exception management type stuff it's so foreign for business owners that we try and drill out mistakes yeah which means we create an environment where mistakes are bad and as i, as I said to you you know earlier we celebrated uh exceptions and go well, hey we found another one brilliant let's solve it H how do you create this environment where people are okay to fail okay to learn okay to experiment Oh, and what I basically mean by that, okay, to take the business to a new direction rather than doing what they've always done and getting what they've always gotten. In in our productivity program, there's a okay. question that is uh, asked to managers, and it's how are mistakes viewed in your organisation? Oh, okay. And, and it prompts a whole discussion on, on exactly this this yeah. thing when things aren't right what happened and 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 i think fundamentally it's a culture thing yes. and so the the culture and i i'm i'm challenged by this as a an occasionally angry parent or yeah. in any other context why is the dishwasher not been unloaded it's your day why is there why are there crumbs everywhere and and, and realizing that 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 any sort of blame come down hard on mistakes culture has a negative impact and it affects the way that people approach everything yes and so the avoidance and there's been some uh, in, in certain industries or sectors and, and particularly in public sector that zero tolerance mm. approach to, to things and i've 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 noticed and, and read some stuff and talked to some people who said in, in that environment when mistakes won't be tolerated people draw back they avoid taking responsibility because they don't want Want to be the one that ends up in the firing line yeah absolutely shoot the and messenger it, it, everything everything plummets yeah um, so i think fundamentally it's 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 being clear about the culture that you want in your organization so as, a, as an individual manager as a business owner whatever your sphere is is starting by saying this is this is how we treat mistakes how we treat learning all that kind of thing. This is this is our friend. This is how we get better. This is how we improve. Yeah, I, I really like the Toyota story. It's it's been well told. Where yeah. they went from, you know, any mistake was was, uh, you know, management came down really hard on. Yeah, to pretty much what you were saying. You know, where where you know, any fault on the production line, they rang a bell. Yeah, and management came over and everybody gathered round and 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 really valued that this person had spotted something that could get better. Yeah. And that prompted Toyota to be, you know, have the best reliability for a couple of decades, I think, oh, in terms of what they did. And so I think starting off by by articulating this is how we want it to be. Yeah. 
Yeah, and, and yeah, LMI, again, I think it's LMI, has this amazing uh, concept when they talk about the stick and the carrot uh, of, of motivation. And they say, really, and Dan Pink talks about this in his book mm. as well, doesn't it? But there's only one real motivation, and that's attitude motivation. And if you could create an environment, uh, right in the middle, you know, behind me, obviously people can't see Corona, but behind me I have a big poster and it's our maxims. And right in the middle of it, it's create the environment, give them the tools and get out of their way. Yep. And so we, we only encourage our, our clients to create that environment where people are not, not celebrated for making the same mistakes over and over again. That's different. Yes. But when, when they realise something's wrong or they've done something wrong, rather than trying to hide it and make it worse and worse, they just put their hands up and go, oh, I've made a mistake here. And everyone goes, that's fine. We're human. But without that attitude, without that willingness to be able to do that, nothing can be fixed. Uh, my, my daughter, um, I was uh, out uh, the other day um, and um, came, I was just out for a wander and I came back and um, apparently um, Lily had done something that, that she didn't, she wasn't proud of. And I always say to her, look, you know, mummy and dad will only be upset with you and maybe get a bit angry if you lie to us. But if you tell us, then, you know, we're going to try and help you because it means that you've owned it. You've, you've you know, you haven't yeah. blamed anything else. No. And what had happened, she was talking to her nan on FaceTime and she dropped the phone in the bath. She quickly took it out and it was fine. Yeah. Um, but she was a bit worried about telling me because she thought I might be angry now we've shown and this is not because of us because we never get angry if they tell us the truth ever haven't done it once get angry occasionally when they don't um as you came to me so oh, I, I need to tell you something i dropped the phone in the bath i know it's wrong and i've learned from it and i just gave her a big hug and said thank you for telling me and then she went off to jack and said oh he wasn't he wasn't annoyed and jack said well you never will be and that yeah. that, that that encourage you know it doesn't encourage people to make mistakes because they want attention, even though it could do, but it encourages people to not hide stuff. And a business sure. where, again, going back to our alignment, our congruence, a business where everybody is improving because of the attitude and the, and the culture of the business on a day-by-day-by-day -day -by -day basis, and they want to be there and they want to learn, and they want to contribute, has got to be better than a business where everybody hides behind the fear of making mistakes yeah absolutely and this is why leadership is a, a whole oh. whole environment whole organization thing rather than something that just comes comes up on individual situations because it's it's the, the the culture it's the the way that that business operates the way that relationships operate from top to bottom and so yeah, yeah, where absolutely. people feel empowered believed in they're, yeah. they're excited about the the mission that they're on as part of that company, then they want to do better. And and, and what, what I like about what you've just, the, the story with the phone in the bath is you can say, this is how it is. Yeah. And you can outline your, your intent. Yeah. And that first time it's tested, yes. you, you matched up to it. Yeah. And often that doesn't happen. And again, this is where, where sort of the, the, the behavior of leaders is, is so important that the, the, the it's again, the alignment congruence yes. of, Am I going to behave whilst it might be a bit irritating that that hasn't happened or that that customer didn't get the feedback they needed or we didn't mm. fix the problem, even though we said we we're going to do is is to say, right, this is what we've said. We're going to act in accordance with that. Now, how are we going to fix it? Great. What can we put into the system of the way they operate so it doesn't happen again? Yeah. And, and then, OK, the, the world is better. And there's a 
there's something for your progress and victories list. Well, so absolutely, and 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 again. then you know, again, you know, leadership leadership is needed in the world so much at the moment, and leadership isn't just at the top; it's all around. Um, everybody has leadership in them and can can lead, and 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 the, I suppose the, you know the, the key thing from this is the fact that at that level you get big ownership. You don't get people with this blame culture, this entitled culture. This is that's not me. We, we talk a lot about the word responsibility being response and ability. Mm. And the fact when you're able to respond means you've owned it. Yep. When you turn around and blame someone else, you've given away control. You cannot do anything about that because you, you're not control of it. And yep. it's such a you know, it's one of my pet hates when you know, I, I ask a question and someone rather than just answer and say, oh, didn't do that, whatever the reason. Basically, didn't do that because of, 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 of. I'm like, no, I'm not interested in that. That's, yeah. that's your reasons. I just want to know, you know, because all you're doing when you say because, you're giving away that responsibility. Yes. That ability to respond, which, you know, which is not, not great. Yeah. So one of the biggest, well, our biggest, you know, challenge that I said at right at the beginning, I've been looking to, to help businesses understand why only this nominal 4% ever get past the point and helping, um, individuals run their business so they don't they're not part of it they don't have to turn up what, what's one of the things that you would do to remove yourself from the day-to-day -day part of the, the the business or the movement in, in yes i guess think about the things that i'm currently doing yeah and to 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 ask myself the question how much of this depends on me showing up today and and being being myself i think it's jim collins talks about a genius with a thousand helpers yes yes idea yeah and is this all based on my genius or can we can we uh, can this be learned can this be can can other good people learn to do this and possibly even do it better than me yeah um and so yeah there's a there's a a, a great form in, in in one of the other my programs on delegation okay this is what can others do yeah better than you for less time or cost or for their own development nice. and it's a question that continually is, is going around could somebody like else do this and you know for any of those reasons and and, and continually what can i not do and so uh, i like a sort of leave the little three column mod, model model yeah that's the word uh, the a column is things i'm currently doing the B column is things that i i've got a question mark do i actually need to do this and the C column is things that have been moved that somebody else is responsible for yeah. and continually looking at the a comic and just as soon as there's a question mark does it actually have to be me maybe not move it in the b and then focused on this middle column how can i get somebody else to do this in a way that that is good for them as well as good for me and so yeah. can i train them can we write a policy a process can i involve somebody so that sort of mentoring uh, thing can i just tell somebody do you know what? I think you'd be brilliant at this. Would you mind taking on responsibility for chairing these team meetings yeah. for the next two months? And so, so then you once you're out of it, even temporarily, I think temporary uh, assignment is quite a good idea because you yes. can you get to see if somebody will do well, if they'll enjoy it, if it will be good all round, and then you can review your role in it. So gradually, just moving things across. And and the scary thing about that A column is you realise there's not a lot actually that should depend on me <laughs> this is you know and then i i start to say well i can do these things because i enjoy doing them and i want to do them but the business doesn't depend on me doing them 
yeah. and at the very least are there two or three others that can can at least be part of doing that so if i'm not around it still happens yeah and i think yeah there's a little bit of ego involved for some people i call my clients on it occasionally and say, so are you not giving that opportunity to someone else because you're scared that they won't be able to do it or are you scared they might be able to do it better yes and, and, and one know, other that... thing one other thing that's, that i think is really important and i this gets me is i don't give it to somebody else to do because i'm not organized enough sometimes yeah. and it's easier just to wing it myself yeah and, and so again this is this is a leadership challenge all in every organization every leader faces this i'm sure is I've got to, again, goes back to systemized planning and organizing to say, right, what should I be delegating to who? Yeah. And what do they need? What resources? What support? Because when you're busy and under pressure, I'll just do it myself. Yeah, well, that's right. Yeah. And that, because, that, you know, part, it was part of our, our book, I Don't Work Fridays, is that, you know, I said that the, the very person that got you the business to where it is today because it needed that person is the very person that's going to stop it getting to the next stage. Yeah. And that, you know, that, that to me is the ultimate answer of why 96% of businesses don't get there is because the person at the top doesn't change. That's it you know, yeah. in a nutshell, uh, which brings me on beautifully to our last question. Um, and there is no better person in the world. I could ask this question to absolutely. Cause you know, I, I'm so focused on leadership being involved in, uh, leading from a, from the front, from the middle, from the, you know, all sorts of different areas, and our, we had a, a, a recent um, uh, long chat with lots of people on le leadership, and, and LMI is the ultimate leadership company globally, uh, and you've been doing it for so long and so successful. So you know, I'm really, really interested to hear your answer. I feel on the this pressure one. of this answer growing. <laughs> <laughs> yes, um, what if, if if we're talking about leadership per se? What's your best piece of advice for it? Wow. That is a meaty question. Best it piece is, of leadership I, advice. Because you, 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 you've got like 200 programs that can answer yeah. this, but, but I just wonder, is there a theme running through all of them that you think would answer it? Yeah. I, I think it, it would be summed up in... in, in in sort of ideas around authenticity yeah. and, and value people. Okay. Be yourself and, and be, uh, be, be really interested and concerned for others. Yeah. That, that people side of it. Everything it. else can be learned and, and, yeah. and even that can be learned. Yes. But it, it's, it's absolutely crucial. Can I be somebody that, that is and it's summed up you, you talk through those four stages of leadership where it's yes. productivity organizing myself personal leadership motivational leadership then sort of inspiring leading others and strategic leadership mm. the second one personal leadership it's 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 about quality the quality of that leader integrity and and so i would say work on authenticity become comfortable in your own skin nice uh, like and that. things around security so i'm not what i the way i lead is not is not my ego doesn't need to be satisfied against and it, this is this works from a productivity and outputs point of view from a being somebody that people will want to be around and work yeah. with for for a long period of time um, as well as then things like executing strategy is is just being comfortable with who i am and what i'm good at and 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 passing that on to others. 
Love so it's, it. it's it's kind of core core human value stuff really yeah. for 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 the leader work on your own personal leadership your own leadership qualities and pass that on to others so that they they learn to work for their you know on their strengths they can be the best version of themselves rather than feeling squeezed to be somebody else that kind of thing so it's yeah it, it's it's I, perhaps martin i have to work on summing all that up into a well a, a two-line phrase but it it's, was one it's, of those impossible questions yeah. because you, know, you ask most people and they would have a a feeling about it but you you know as i say i I, i've been part of lmi we've been friends for a long time we meet up occasionally and we talk about leadership a lot and it's such yeah if you google it i don't know how many billions of of things come back i think what you've described absolutely is probably the most eloquent way of saying it it's about understanding yourself and treating others humanely in some ways with value Mm. yeah and yeah that that that's all we can ask of human yeah, I wrote a little thing on my Facebook this morning about biggest lesson I've learned from this whole, you know, it's over a year or a year coming up into lockdown is, uh, and it was, I think I heard on the Chris Evans radio show and it was about putting the human back in the human race. Hmm. I just thought, oh, do you know that, that, that? And that's what you've just said really in some ways. Yeah. You're just saying, yeah, if you, again, create the environment, give them the tools, believe in people, give them a chance um don't you know give them a chance to, to to thrive and stuff along those lines i think it sums it up you know what was the jim collins one he came up with recently in his um uh, leadership is about getting people to do what they know must be done is it something like that yes yeah i, I we're yeah reading the same book at the, at the moment yeah the leadership if i remember rightly leadership is is getting other people to do what needs to be done because they want to do it. Exactly. Yeah. Something that, like that. Yeah. And, and, and that, that is, is just, yeah, it's such a, uh, they want to do it. Yeah. Imagine having a business where everybody was like a lottery winner, but then came in because they wanted to. Yes. That must be one of the purest businesses you could ever have. Yeah. Um, and, and that's quality core to that. I think is quality of relationship. Oh, of course. It is, yeah. and, and life quality and, and all the other stuff helps to to create that environment but if but if i'm an idiot (laughs) if i'm not a nice person to the people that that i'm working with you know then then we've lost all of that really in terms of yeah absolutely and and then that's why you know the the leadership um that's why i said right at the beginning of this that for me there is only one challenge in business and that is that of leadership because the leader at the front or anywhere in the business can ask the right questions. And by asking the right questions in the right way of the right people, they'll get the right results. Hmm. And a- anywhere in business you do that, you- you'll progress. But if you, if you don't do it, if you don't respect people, if you say one thing and do another, which I've worked with too many, yeah. they're called leaders, but I think they've, they've owned it rather than respect, deserved it. I've worked with too many and they don't do that. And I'd no real respect for them. And from a, you said a word earlier, discretionary effort was none. Hmm. Did what I had to, Yeah, but no extra. Interesting um, on that. I, I hosted a, a leadership forum a few years ago yeah. and got a guy in to speak who'd been senior, I think within Dunlop and traveled okay. the world, had thousands of people reporting to him and you know, millions of pounds worth of budget. He did this talk and somebody asked him that question right. that you asked me, what's the most important thing about leadership? Yeah. And, and his response to that was always do what you say you're going to do. Yeah. Integrity. Yeah. Which is what you've just said. And and, and the, the trust, the relationship, the, the 
credibility for everything else you want to achieve is based on that core thing of, of and, and, and my reflection on that is often that's not motive we we don't it's it's it comes down to organization <laughs> busyness being yeah. and, and so again why productivity is such an important part of that leadership process yeah because i need to be organized to have enough space to think actually i promised martin that and i had a system that i wrote it down yeah and therefore i'm going to get back on that and that might be the most important thing i do that day yeah absolutely uh, nick it's been uh, an absolute pleasure i've loved it is like me and you down the pub talking actually because yes. this is this is sort of like, you know, conversations we have some people might find that a bit bizarre but you know, what we talked about today is going to undoubtedly help a lot of people if they they do that. And and what I, I want also, yeah, you know, one of the most defining things I ever did, and it was just after we lost Lou, was I did what they called the Effective Personal Leadership Program. Uh, I think it was like a fifteen week program or something, and it was, oh god, it, it just really got me to think about who I was, what 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 I did, and how I did it, and everything around it, and it was brilliant. So. If people are really interested in understanding more about leadership, how can they contact you? Okay, great. And um, first of all, to say, yeah, I've, I've loved it as well, Martin. Really good, really cool. good to catch up. And, and talking about these things is is brilliantly, in, in, yeah, inspiring as well because it's the, you know, this is really important stuff. Uh, to get in touch, uh, the LMI website is lmi-uk.com. Okay, and, and you can you can get hold of me on that. Um, the uh, we do a foundations workshop, so an introduction to, to some of the ideas that, that we've discussed today. Oh, lovely. Um, and, and it's uh, it's complimentary. The first two people from any organisation can come for free. So oh, it's, brilliant. It's a nice way. Come and hang out for a bit and, and, and let's talk a bit more on leadership. Are you, are you, you're, you're in our Facebook group, aren't you? Yes. Yeah, you should put it in there as, a, as a, you know, saying I said, you know, it would be good. And I'll, and I'll make sure our, um, our clients also are aware of that because without a doubt, it will help them. Uh, I think sure. it'll be really good. Yeah, and there's no no obligation to do anything else. Come no. along, enjoy that, and it's that's the LMI website, and then forward slash FOS. Um, FOS yeah, Foundations and, of yeah. Success is that right? Yeah, perfect. Sure. I, I remember actually as a closing thing, we used to run a, a, is it a Wednesday or a Thursday, uh, every other Thursday, like a goals club. Yes. Live talk for it was always meant to be for like half an hour, and, and we ended up being an hour and a half, um, and <laughs> yes. people did love it because actually. I think they sense we were passionate, yeah. enthusiastic about our topic. Um, and, and and that's what's come over today. And it has, yeah, it's just gone over an hour. So apologies for anyone um, that's uh, expected this to be 45 minutes. Uh, hopefully you've got a lot from it. Uh, again, Nick, it's been amazing talking to you. Uh, I wish you all the successes in your, your ventures with LMI. I'm a big fan of LMI and what they do. And I think that the, the, true, the true compliment I give to LMI is these are not new ideas these are ideas that were founded since time began and i think they're just more relevant now than they ever have been to be honest um, yes. so I, I really encourage anyone listening to this to go to the um, foundations of success workshop and yeah have an experience which i, I know for some of you could be life-changing so thanks right. ever so much nick take care and i will speak to you very soon mate thanks martin been a pleasure